Welcome to Riff Ram Review, your TCU sports talk home right here on 88.7 KTCU. Here are your hosts, Seth Dowdle, Ian Nepetian, and Zion Trammell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 FM. KTCU, the choice, your choice for college radio. I'm Zion Trammell here with Ian Nepetian and Seth Dowdle for our final episode of this uh, semester before winter break. Guys, I can't believe it, honestly. I can't believe we're at this point now. We're in the midst of finals week, but we take no days off. We're still filming here at the studio. So, gentlemen, how are, how are finals going? So far, so good. Um, I I finished up on Monday, so it's it's been a pretty chill week for myself. But uh, very happy to be here. Last episode of the semester, we will have one or two episodes over break. But uh, yeah, last episode in the studio until uh, mid January. So so just 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 kind of weird. But but again, very happy to be here. Yeah. Next next time we do this, we're going to be doing this over Zoom. Yeah. So that that'll be, that'll be interesting. That'll be very weird. We'll see how <laughs> we'll see how it works. But yeah, finals week is going okay. I got uh one more my last one tomorrow morning and then I'm out of here uh for a month. So uh yeah, it's kinda it's surreal. Surreal feeling. Uh, excited to do this though. We got a lot to tackle. Uh we were fed content. Uh we did not have a lot to talk about on Saturday and then Sunday rolled around and we had a, a bajillion things to say. So uh, let's do it, guys. Let's 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 get into it. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of news coming out of the TCU uh, football. Uh, I guess this weekend on social media with defensive coordinator Joe Gillespie being let go and a couple weeks after the season ended. So a little bit surprising. I think I thought maybe you know, as time went on, maybe they would uh, hold on to both of their coordinators, but Joe Gillespie out. Andy Avalos in at defensive coordinator, uh, formerly at Boise State. Um, he will take on the defensive play calling for TCU. Um, for Joe Gillespie, they ranked 78th nationally in points allowed and 100th in yards allowed. This defense wasn't very good, um, as seen in you know that game against Colorado and you know Kansas State several times this season where the defense came up short and Andy Valles comes in he was uh, at Oregon as well under Mario Cristobal and in 2019 was a semifinalist for the Broyles award which goes to the nation's top assistant coach um, so interesting hire here I personally don't know too much about him but I'm excited to see what he can do yeah uh, it's a change of pace um, I felt like something on either side of the ball needed to change going into next year uh, one or the other, and Sonny Dykes clearly saw that the defense was more of a struggle point than the offense uh, to a certain extent. I think I'd agree with that. Uh, defense kind of felt like a, a sieve for most of the year. Um, so, yeah, uh, going back to all, going all the way back to last year, too, there were times where obviously they came up big, but it kind of felt like uh, they relied more on, you know, Turnovers and then and, and, and a bend but don't break kind of strategy and at, at certain po- points in time this year we saw how that uh, you know uh, didn't pan out but when you give up sixty five plus points in your season finales and back to back seasons uh, certainly something that you need to address and that is what they've done and with with Avalos you, you go to 
a guy who you know was coaching Boise State, uh, a team that just won the Mountain West under an interim head coach. I might just add as well. Uh, but that those defenses at Oregon that he coached, other than the the COVID year, which I think we can throw everything that happened in 2020 in football out the window, uh, were really good. And that's what you're kind of that's what I think Sonny's banking on is that he can you know just he might not be the best head coach, but he seems to be a pretty dang good coordinator. At least, at least at his time at Oregon. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I guess I'd say overall, I feel excited for this. Obviously, it's tough to say goodbye to Joe Gillespie, just for the fact that he, you know, was a part of that defense that took us to a national championship last year that everybody, you know, remembers. And it's, it's, it's definitely a tough moment i'm sure for the team i'm sure for sunny dykes but it's something that needed to happen again like you said zion you're surprised that it kind of happened at this point and i was talking to seth and you guys just you know off off the air that i'm just glad that once we came out saying that gillespie's gone that we already had someone in mind i was going to be really worried that we were going to say all right joe gillespie's been been fired and our search begins today I was really worried about that because even though it seems like you should have those things in place beforehand, sometimes teams don't, right? But um, really curious to see how this defense how this defense gets along um, with Andy Avalos um, back there at DC. But yeah, again, I I, I would just say I'm excited. Um, you know, the, the the defense between last year and this year, you lost you obviously lost quite a few key pieces: Dylan Horton to the draft, D Winters to the draft, Travis Hodges Tomlinson to the draft, and the the defensive line was a bit of a mishmash all season couldn't really get much going there but at the same time a lot of the defense was still the same it was a lot of returning guys and i think that's where it was kind of maybe flabbergasting to a degree on why this defense struggled so much and even more so than it did the the, the previous year because yes it was a lot of same guys but even last year when we went to the natty the defense wasn't this spectacular put together piece that was just some magnificent thing it, it still had its problems i mean yeah they gave up what 40 plus points to michigan yep. um i mean the only game i can really point to where i remember saying hey the defense you know carried the team to a victory was that texas game last year yep. and that's pretty much what we've, we've been like maybe that can happen again and uh it hasn't but need a turnaround year from the defense and if there's someone that can do it i think uh andy avalos is a guy that that might be able to when he got to oregon uh his first year was in 2019 as the dc uh the year prior they gave up 27 points per game uh in his first year they they only gave up 16 and a half uh, en route to being the ninth ranked uh defense in the in the country so if there's a guy that can turn it around quickly he's certainly shown that he can, he can do that uh but yeah we look at the defense uh 110 combined points between the playoff games last year obviously those are two very good teams in michigan and georgia and then uh 500 passing yards against colorado uh just not going to do it but i think the consensus here between the three of us is uh optimism Mm-hmm. Right, uh, glad that something was changed. Yep. I feel like if we were going into the next year uh, with just the status quo, uh, I think all, a lot of people in the TCU fandom would have felt a little uneasy about, hey, it's like okay, like we trust you, but like something has to happen, and and it has happened, and, and we'll see how it goes. He was on a heater, by the way, Sonny, on what was it <laughs> Sunday? Was it Sunday? No, Monday. Mon- I think it was Monday. Yeah, the the commitments that were coming in. This is crazy. I mean, and then yesterday got some people leaving for the draft that yep. kind of, you know, Monty Bailey. Yep. Uh, Andrew Coker, co- some of those guys. Made me a little sad. Yeah. But, 
M- Monday was like everything so, sunny, going on. Sunny's yeah. cooking. <laughs> Sunny's yeah. cooking. The, the, I saw um, a few tweets from players that are like, you know, just wait. You know, you'll see how this will play out. But yeah, I think. Um, just wanted to wish the rest of the guys that are declaring for the draft the best of luck, including you know Bailey and Coker, and even our guy Rick DeBrew yep, is, yep, Rick uh, is moving on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we wish them the best of luck and Joe Gillespie as well. You know, I could tell uh, hearing from a lot of the players they really liked playing for him, especially you know what we heard from Johnny Hodges in the beginning of the season, and uh, it definitely seemed like he was a good coach. That he you know players liked him a lot. Um, it just it's unfortunate that. Obviously, the scheme was not working, and I think a big thing was the lack of pressure um, that the defensive line was able to generate. And so, um, whether that you know can be fixed with this new scheme or not is yet to be seen. But yeah, TCU uh, did land uh, some new uh, transfer students that are transfer players. They got uh, Louisiana Tech transfer Carson Bruno and San Diego State's Cade Bennett. Um, they got some help on the offense and defensive line. Um, as they said goodbye to a few other guys that, that hit the portal as well. Uh, Randon Fontanet, uh, I believe he transferred to Vanderbilt. Um, That's correct. And uh, we had some other guys as well, Cordell Russell. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a shakeup here. What, what do you guys make of what Sonny's doing so far with these commitments and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's it's we're, we're finally going to be able to see Sonny's team, right? I mean, this this – this last year's team was still to a degree from the from that Gary Patterson era. So now this coming season in 2024 and whatever we see in in the spring and other things um, done over the uh, you know just just once the transfer portal opens up, I'm really curious to see what happens because this is really going to be Sonny's team. This is going to be the the players he's recruited, the guys that he's been looking at for the last several years, as opposed to kind of working with what his what what was there when he got here, right? And and that's kind of how it's been um, from last season and this past year as well. Um, so I'm again I'm I'm optimistic. Um, some people, not not many people, but some people are calling for Sonny to kind of look at himself in the mirror. I'm just shaking my head because I think that's so unreasonable. Again, for the fact that these aren't his teams yet. I mean, the, the, again, the guys that he's had for the for the last two seasons, those aren't his guys that he's recruited. So give him a chance with with some of the guys that he has looked at, his guys have looked at, um, to 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 basically just just see what they do. I will say the one concern that I do have is these last two recruiting classes. There's been not mass exoduses, but there's been a a a pretty a a pretty you know stark you know rise of these players leaving like Cordell Russell was the top you know ranked recruit mm-hmm. out of this last class Randon Fontenet was a pretty big recruit as well and they're gone and it's like it's good to build out of the transfer portal but it's also like pretty important to you know develop these young guys because that's what that TCU team was last year was a bunch of players who maybe weren't the most highly recruited some you know were pretty highly recruited like Quentin Johnson and, and Max Duggan but they were developed over three four year periods and by the time that they hit that peak of the development cycle they were awesome so that's my main concern is being able to keep the talent that he recruits like you know the cordell russells and such yeah. uh but uh if if he can build out the transfer portal i mean he braylon james nana Asofa Minsa, two notre dame transfers that came in uh, the other day as well i mean hey like if this is going to work it's going to work and i hope it does and we'll see how it pans out uh 
with with the Hoove Dog. I'm, I think that's where this is going for next year. Yeah, there's. I, I would imagine that uh, Josh Hoover will be our quarterback for next season. He uh, better. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard any news about TCU. Uh, you know, going after any of these quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Um, where did Blake Shapin transfer to? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. We had uh, Dylan Gabriel go to Oregon. Yep. Uh, as Seth hit that one right on the nose. And um, KJ Jefferson, has he. I don't think he's officially in the portal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Riley Leonard from Duke is at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle McCord, right before we started, yeah. just uh, transferred to Nebraska. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so that's another mm-hmm. big name. And then Malik Murphy, right before we started this, also entered the portal. That's Texas backup quarterback. Uh, yeah. Really high ceiling for him. Um, would not be upset if TCU gave him a look. I, I I I think I don't know if they'll get him. I don't I I don't even I don't think they will. But that that kid has a very high ceiling in my opinion. And uh, if if whoever lands him will be pretty lucky, I think. Yeah, that's an interesting move though with Kyle McCord heading to Nebraska. I remember you you also predicted that, and I thought really like Nebraska. I'm on it, okay? I'm yeah. the crystal ball, 247 yeah. Sports. Hire me right now. Yeah, Seth just <laughs> knows something. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I would imagine that Hoover's going to be the quarterback next season, and I'm excited to see what he can do. And, yeah, the whole thing with, like, Sonny needs to evaluate himself. I mean, come on, people. Really? Like, good Lord. Give it some time, man. Like, if even if you did, like, who, who would be a better option right now uh, to bring in someone completely different um, to replace Sonny Dykes. It just wouldn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, I don't know. I just think that's kind of silly. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see what Hoover can do and, you know, seeing what the offense will turn out to be after losing some guys. It's, it really is a shame that we're, you know, losing Imani Bailey. I'm glad that he's going to the draft. He had an incredible season. Uh, but we'll see who can fill in for that spot. Yeah, I, I, I think heading into this next year, and it's kind of what we were talking about last year. Uh, sorry, not last year. I was going to say last year, last week. Um, Seth brought it up in saying how it was kind of unfathomable that TCU went into the season with Hoover as their backup, right? Being in that it, situation. It didn't make a lot of sense. Right, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then I then I remember that we had Chance Nolan, and he picked up his stuff and just <laughs> left out of nowhere. I forgot about but, that as well. Yeah, but that's true. But this year, I'm kind of in that same boat of I'm happy that Hoover hopefully is going to be that starter. I don't feel com- com- I wouldn't I don't feel the most comfortable if Chandler Morris is the backup still. Well, and you got you know I, I'm going to mess this up. We got Haas Hesney Haas Haney Haney. Sorry, whatever. Okay, <laughs> Hesney Hesney. Uh, going to be playing the state title for yeah. Alito in this weekend. Yep. Um, so I mean, he's presumably going to sign on when the early signing day period starts uh in two days that's an oh man that's on friday goodness gracious yeah um uh so you have him but again it's the same kind of situation as hoover where i know hoover wasn't a true freshman this year but he's a young guy very little and so that's why you know i would like to look in the portal and it's one thing i i mentioned malik murphy if you brought in malik murphy he's probably expecting to start yep but someone else um you know I, I, I don't have a name off the top of my head. We talked about this a couple yeah. weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of those names have been picked off that I that I mentioned. Uh, I know you mentioned Blake Shapin, Zion. Uh, he's going to Mississippi State to, to win three games in the SEC. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I, I would like to see someone else come in, not even to start. Insurance is great. Insurance yep. is, is a great thing because um, 
these quarterbacks are, you know, people are fragile beings these defensive linemen are very big boys and they can they can crush little hoover uh josh hoover is not little i just want to make that very clear yeah. but uh, you know quarterbacks get hurt and it's yep. always good to have someone you know ready and rearing to go um yeah but i i i, I would, would would you all like to see someone i mean ian i know that you probably agree with like someone else like a veteran type of guy that's maybe not expecting to start that's, but that's the, my thing but that's the problem if they're yeah. veteran of the transfer portal they don't want to go. They somewhere don't want to, to go somewhere to not start. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's, I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm kind of applying my NFL, yeah, like, exactly, my, right? my NFL brain to it and saying, you know, oh, you know, it, it would be great to have, you know, like right now, um, to a degree with the Jets, right? Having Aaron Rodgers being there and just kind of coaching these guys through while he's injured, but to have a piece like that maybe on the team that is going to help someone like Josh Hoover find his way through his first full season um that's what i would prefer but again that's 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 not really um that's that's not really what any of these guys in college you know is 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 really looking for either so yeah um i just have some news here guys Uh, kyle mccord is moving on from nebraska really i just looked on twitter yeah it says uh according to pete um pete nakos uh he said that, and on one, th- on on three sports, uh, the former Buckeye signal caller will keep his transfer portal recruitment open. So you don't know everything, so <laughs> but that's that's interesting. Um, I wonder why. Maybe to come because he's listening to us, and he realized there might be a position open, so he's coming to TCU. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on the. Uh, the Nebraska quarterback situation. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Hey, Nebraska's in the in in the flip in flipness mood too. The five star uh, recruit. Oh man, what is his name? Uh, the Georgia quarterback recruit. Nebraska's looking to flip him mm. to, to their uh, to their side. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I'm trying to think, but yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. I, I did, I'm I'm curious to see why he just decided to leave Nebraska. Uh, but yeah, lots lots happening in the transfer portal. Uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what else TCU can do, uh, how they can a- a- attack the portal, and you know, see what players they can bring in, and hope to improve on this season. You know, we weren't sure if we were going to be talking about football for a while, but we felt you know this news with Joe Gillespie was worth mentioning, and you know they made some some noise over the weekend. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the NFL and just so much that happened this past weekend right here on Riff Ram Review on 88.7 The Choice. Babe! Babe! I'm right here. Oh, hey. Could you tie my shoes? Because, you know, I can't with... Your lobster claw hands. You know, I don't think this is working out. I hope this isn't because of my... Because if it is, I think that's pretty superficial of you. What? Yes, no. You're a karmic nightmare. I mean, why do you think you suddenly grew lobster claws for hands? It's just a bug or something. You have bad karma. What were you doing right before the claws? Nothing. Shooting bottle rockets at paddle boats. Right. So maybe some good karma, like helping out in the community, working at a soup kitchen, something. Or maybe there's a lotion or something, a cream. Lobster boy cream? Yeah, something like that. Okay, fine. Hug? No. Stay on the universe's good side. Volunteer, vote, get involved, and get yourself to getgoodkarma.org. Getgoodkarma.org, brought to you by the Ad Council. 
I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much, for taking me out to the park, for reading me books, for taking, taking me, me to the doctor when I broke my foot in ballet rehearsal, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And, and now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for having the chance to take you to the park, for reading you those books we enjoy so much, for being able to take you to your therapies after you twisted your ankle, for understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. Visit aarp.org caregiving to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Remember, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. I'm Ian Apishan, joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle. We just got finished talking a little bit TCU football with Joe Gillespie, the now former TCU defensive coordinator heading out of Fort Worth and TCU bringing in Andy Avalos at D.C. from Boise State. So we talked a little bit about that, but now it's time to go over to the NFL. We're going to give a little bit of a recap, but we wanted to kind of focus on a couple things that happened this past weekend. And the biggest headline probably is Mahomes. Mahomes and the Chiefs um, in their uh, twenty to seventeen loss to the Bills. The Bills are now seven and six. Chiefs eight and five. Uh, Mahomes has lost two games in a row for the first time in his career, which is pretty insane to say. Um, but again, really, the 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 main thing we wanted to talk about here was the Kadarius Tony. I'm offside on offense call. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I have some very strong opinions that I've already told you guys, I believe. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys think about this? I think that he was offsides. Whoa. Yep. Boom. Th- that's hot take Whoa. right there. Whoa. This is my theory. That play would have counted if he was two inches backwards. <laughs> Yep. That's my theory. Yeah, I have, that's my that's my. Going if you're theory. offside, you're offside. If you're onside, then the play's fine. But he, but you were offside. You were offside. Not me. Not, no, no, not, no you. Not, not you. Not me, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I. You know, I have less less of a. I guess it's less of a problem with the play. Just more of like Mahomes being like a bit of a prat. Like, dude, like I I I don't know why 
I mean, he's he's making a fool out of himself, first of all, I feel like. Um, we've never really seen this from Andy Mahomes. Uh, what the heck? I'm so sorry. Andy <laughs> Reid and Patrick time. Mahomes. We're saving time. Andy, uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, like, like while, while they've been working together. But I just, with Patrick Mahomes, I get the frustration about it. But he's basically asking the NFL to bypass a rule, which would have allowed the Chiefs to, you know, go on and take a lead in the game. Not saying that the Bills can come back, but he's basically asking the NFL to bypass a rule. And the thing is, this isn't like a PI call. This isn't like a holding call where it's a little more subjective and it's, it's oh, what was there a little tug here? No, offside is black and white as can be. You're either offside or you're onside. And so I just don't know what he's, well, I don't know what the fuss is about. I really don't. Yeah, um, when I played football, I didn't. Oh, I didn't play much. I only played for a couple years, but I didn't play wide receiver. But I do know that you are taught to check with the ref to make sure you know you're good. That's why the wide receiver will look over to the sideline and you know point over, point over, whatever. It didn't look like he did, and I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure. I guess he wanted Mahomes wanted them to give him a warning or something, um, but. I mean, in that situation, it's just, it's pretty simple. You just kind of have to be on side there. I don't, I, and I think my biggest problem with it is, is not only, um, you know, did he not cool down after telling Josh Allen, you know, I know they're good friends, you know, that we know that, but to go up and say, oh, that was a terrible call. What do you want him to say? Like, yeah, it was, it really was, wasn't it? Why don't we go, let's redo it, you know? Um, and then he went into the press conference and continued it and saying that it ruined a great play in Travis Kelsey's career. I'm like, man. Don't like, bring him into this. This yeah. isn't even about him. Yeah, he actually, he actually handled – Travis Kelsey handled it pretty well. He's like, yeah, just it was a great play. Just, he wasn't onside. So um, it's – and it could also just be Patrick being frustrated with his wide receivers because the Chiefs are, are now 8-5. and five. I don't know if they've lost five games in the Mahomes era – um, but the wide receivers, uh, Valdez, they're not good. Valdez, Scantling, and Tony have both cost them multiple games. Yeah. Rasheed Rice has been their best receiver, yeah. which is you know, and, and obviously Kelsey's great. But yeah, I mean that that's it's pretty simple. Like it's kind of you know a bad look there to complain that much. And we still haven't heard if he's been fined or anything. Oh, I mean, he better. I mean. Every player, because coaches and players get fined all the time for speaking badly about the refs. That was blatantly obvious that he was criticizing the refs, so he should be fined. Uh, I believe he apologized the next day. Yeah, well. but it was, it was it was a kind of half-hearted apology, though. That's I, the thing. Just trying to paint the whole story here. I'm playing devil's advocate on this yeah, podcast right yeah. now because I firmly believe that that was a tirade at the wide receivers in some weird, yeah, oh, it, backwards it, it way. Is, it is, but right, he's he's getting upset at the wrong people. That's the problem. Well, mm-hmm. he can't get upset at his own people publicly. That's the thing. He can get upset at the faceless zebras. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he can why why but what's keeping somebody like Patrick Mahomes to say we need to get better at the receiver position. Well then they or, they're going to throw a mutiny at that point. I I think well, well but but no Patrick if if Patrick Mahomes wants to say that he can. I I, I don't think anyone's going to say okay dude you're 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 stepping out of your boundaries here telling us I don't us think that we I mean that do does better. no good cuz everyone can see it that doesn't need to be said. It doesn't but he's making an absolute fool out of uh, out of him himself and the rest of the team coming out and screaming and crying about this thing that 
the the refs weren't the problem here. No, absolutely. I, you know? I, I don't disagree with that. The refs made the correct call, and the, it just kind of is like coming off the back of a game where the refs actually did kind of screw the Chiefs over uh, against Green Bay. Yeah, um, that was a whole. That's a whole. Other, that, yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad five minutes for refereeing as a whole. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, it is it is a place where it's like there's a point there's a part of me where it's like I don't want to hear it. The Chiefs have gotten plenty of beneficial calls over the years, um, but I, that's just anecdotally. There's no numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't have to support that. It just feels that way. And I bet you if you looked at the numbers, it's probably not that way. Um, you know, and part I've always I I really like him. I still like him a lot. Uh, so I kind of have a little halo effect, I guess, for Patrick Mahomes in a sense, right? Where yeah. I'll I'll do whatever I can to to. to uh, I guess come to, come to come to his aid. I know he doesn't need my aid uh, at all. Uh, but here, this is this is what I'll say about it. He did make a fool out of himself. Uh, that is not something that um, I've ever seen him do. He's never done that before, at yeah. least from my recollection. Um, neither, I, Andy Reid's pretty you know cool, calm, and collected too mm-hmm. at the at the podium as well. Yeah. Um, so that's why I kind of give him you know a pass. Now, if this happens again, obviously that's something I'll uh, you know. I'll criticize, and I am criticizing this because that that a little out of line, and obviously it take, takes a look in the mirror. But obviously, um, I think the main thing that I'm like more upset about is less so the uh, the uh, the uh, press conference tirade, and more so going up to Josh Allen and and yeah. being a little wuss about it at that yeah. point. Because you know, Josh, what's Josh going to say? Yeah. Uh, it's it's disrespectful. It's taking away from his win. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, it was a great game, and and the Bills uh, desperately needed it, and uh, now they find themselves back in the playoff hunt. But yeah, really bad look there by by Patrick and uh, the Chiefs. They're not. They got some stuff to figure out, man. They're no longer the best team in the AFC at this point in time. Uh, I think that belongs to Baltimore. But um, yeah, that's uh, which which by the way, Baltimore had that crazy punt return to win yeah. that game. That was crazy. That was, that was pretty it was a, crazy. It was a good win for the Ravens. Yeah, one one last thing just to wrap this up because yeah. for, for everyone listening, this is Ian here, by the way. I'm a Raider fan. I can't stand the Chiefs. I respect Patrick Mahomes, but, man, I do not want the Chiefs to do well just because I'm a Raider fan. The one thing that I get frustrated with, though, is that Mahomes in the press conference after the Bills game said, just let us play, man, just let us play. All right, go a week before to Green Bay. They're going to let you fight out for the ball. Yeah, I think that there could have been a penalty tossed for for the shoving from behind against Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I totally agree. That that was a tough break. But you want us to let you play? We'll let you play. We won't, we won't get in your way. All right? So that happened the week before. This week, you look at you, you look at Kadarius Tony and you say, "Hey, you know, he, he I mean, he, even Mahomes said he's like in my seven years of playing in the NFL, I've never seen that call get get called. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they haven't called it regularly, but before this season, the NFL came out and said, we are going to call this more. We will look at offensive offsides much more than we have in the previous seasons, and it's been called over 20 times this year. It's just, it's, yeah. It's the last thing I'll say. Yeah. I just needed to get it out. I just, I'm, I, I can't stand the crying about this because it's a rule. A call is a call. Yeah, and to me, there's no. 
There's no space for this in the National Football League. Yeah, you know, there is an off- offsides, call, offsides called in the Cowboys game offensively for the Eagles, like, later that night, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Talking about the Cowboys and Eagles, Cowboys with a 33-13 to victory over their rivals in the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams are now 10-3. and What did you guys make of that one? I'm sure you guys were absolutely excited and ecstatic after that one. Yeah. This, I, go, I, go ahead, Seth. I texted Zion at after uh, Brandon Aubrey made a 60-yard field goal, that he is the real MVP. Uh, and that is my main takeaway, is that Brandon Aubrey is uh, that guy. That is, that's my thing. We got a weapon at kicker position, boys, here in Dallas. Uh, you remember last year when we were missing extra points? Nuh-uh. We're still doing that, but we're hitting 70-yard bombs. About the game, though. Uh Cowboys probably won't win the division still. That's still kind of a hard proposition, especially with the schedule coming up. But to beat them uh, into submission, pretty much, uh, was pretty nice. Yeah, that's a win that the Cowboys have failed to get over the last several years. You know, they've they've beaten the Eagles at times, but when it really mattered, when you really needed a win. The Cowboys went out and got it, and that feels just, like I said, very different from previous teams. Um, I'm not going to you know, get super, super like, yes, we're winning the Super Bowl because I've done that several times, including the last two years. But I will say, hey, this team does feel different. It feels a lot more disciplined, and Dak Prescott's playing the greatest, uh, best football of his career, and it was a great win, and, and it is a shame that Despite that, it's going to be really an uphill battle to win the division because if the Cowboys won the division, I would feel much better about their ability to run the table because they are just a different beast at home. It's uh, Their offense is truly tremendous. Um, I felt good about winning this game. I didn't expect them to win by 20. And uh, shout-out to Brandon Aubrey, like you said, Seth, just a weapon. Uh, shout-out to Stephon Gilmore, who just turned back the clock and was tremendous. And a great, great Cowboys win. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, interesting to um, I I just pulled up the the rest of the season ske- the 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 season schedules for both of these teams. The Eagles play Seahawks next, then the Giants, then the Cardinals, then the Giants again. While the Cowboys, their next two games are going to be the hardest, and the Bills and the Dolphins, and then they have the Lions and the Commanders. It's it's tough. I mean, this is a great win for the Cowboys, but again, I it's it's definitely going to be tough for them to win out. To, to win the division because, one, it's it's going to be hard for the Eagles to drop a game. I can't really foresee them dropping um, one of those next four. They lost the Jets, though. So. They, they did. They did. They did lose to the Jets. But even if they lose one of those, I can't imagine them losing well, anymore. So well, it, it, it's going to be tough. Well, even if they both run the table, the Eagles would have yep. a tiebreaker with exactly. conference record or whatever. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'll remember this, but the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. And so that yep. kind of screwed them up. Yeah. I remember when that happened, we talked about it. Like, that might hurt us down the road. Was that week two? Three. It was week, week three, three yeah. yeah. It was just a bad game. And then uh, I didn't, you know, we kind of thought maybe. But, yeah, now it's coming back to, to haunt Dallas. But yeah, I mean, even if they don't win the division, you got to feel good about their odds about you know doing being pretty successful here in the postseason. The difference is, can they break that 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 curse? Can they get to the NFC Championship game? Man, I've waited a long time. You know what we need to be talking about though hmm. is that we had a wounded soldier on the sideline on Sunday night. 
Mike McCarthy went onto the operating <laughs> table on Wednesday I was afternoon. To out who, who he Never am sure where he goes <laughs> with like, stuff like that. I'm like, what is he? What? And he entered AT&T Stadium on Sunday appendixless. 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 He had no go. appendix, but he still had his guts. He still had his guts to go send out the offense on fourth and two. No, uh, no, you know, hesitation in sending Brandon Aubrey out there to kick a sixty-yarder. Props, Mike. Sometimes I belittle you for your decision making, but today I will not. Yeah, that was. A, he's made some really good decisions this year. I, I, I actually have not been too upset with Mike McCarthy and what he's done, and of course Dan Quinn is just a wizard and what he's transformed this defense into. But I think another thing we need to talk about though are like the Eagles because they've had two consecutive losses where they've, I mean, gotten killed by the two best, two other best teams in the NFC. It just feels like the op- this Eagles offense isn't as elusive and. Uh, the play calling is a bit questionable. Uh, they turn the ball over a lot, and the secondary is just cooked. I mean, they they are – Darius Slay is looking like a lost puppy out there. It's bad. Um, when, you know, you're getting bullied by Michael Gallup and, you know, Jake Ferguson or they're, – they're good receivers, but, I mean, it's just been constant. Um, there, there's definitely some holes here in this Eagles team. Yeah, uh, they they really need the one seed. They really need it because obviously Philadelphia. Play, you talk about a weapon playing in Philly. Like that crowd's good. That's a good crowd uh, and a good home field advantage. And they need it really bad. And their chances of getting that are severely diminished because San Francisco just looks like they're. I mean, they're. I mean, which I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl right now. If, like yeah. I don't see anyone beating them. And right. and honestly, like last year, uh, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, I don't know if they beat them in it then either. Yeah. Um, and so it's just they they need you know home field advantage uh obviously everyone needs home field advantage or at least wants it to a certain extent um but i'm interested to see how they attack this you know i'm not gonna say cupcake part of the schedule because guess what tommy devito is 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 in he's showing in vogue right now uh and they got they get to play him twice in the span of three weeks the the giants are a little bit more of a threat right now than they had been a few weeks ago there's not great but still i mean they've they picked up some decent wins there so and you you, you're gonna go into that game you're philly you know on a back backspin right and then new york's on the rise with with coming off this big Monday Night Football win, uh, so that that could come into play. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I certainly expect the Eagles to win both those games, but um, yeah, we and we just saw the Cardinals go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers a couple weeks ago. So yeah, they certainly could fall. I still think they win the division. They've set themselves up set themselves up well with earlier season wins. Uh, but yeah, what's their point differential? I think it's the lowest uh, of a ten and three team in quite yeah. some time. The oh, Cowboys' yeah. point differential is a lot higher. Obviously, um, I'm not sure what it is, but this is a really good challenge here for Dallas. Uh, going at Buffalo, at Miami, then home against Detroit, and then at Washington. Yep. You know, everyone's talking about how good of a home team they are. How good are they on the road? Uh, they they've answered the bell, um, you know. Well, I actually, well, all their losses have been on the road, so yeah, not not necessarily. I guess they haven't, but <laughs> um, you know, it's it's going to be a, a really good a tall task here for for the Cowboys um, to get some good wins here. Yeah, and and even at the very least, like just just like you said, even though all their losses have come on the road, <clears throat> this will be good preparation for the playoffs. Should they not have the number one seed? 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this will get them ready. At least these next two games for sure, up against two really good good opponents. One coming off of a off of a crazy loss on Monday Night Football, which Monday Night Football actually had two really good games this week. Yeah. Um, what? I know. Hope they Came... don't do that more often. I don't need two games on Monday Night. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 always annoying to have to. At like the same have two time. screens or flip across and flip yeah. back and forth or have the fun out. But no, I mean this you know, this is gonna be a tough couple weeks for Dallas, but I think it'll help them in the long run in prepping for the playoffs. Um so really looking forward to that. But also, um Dak Prescott, just like you said, Zion, he's playing his best football in his career. He's leading um the odds to win the NFL MVP um this year and that will be the topic of a conversation in our next segment so stick right here on 88.7 the choice you're listening to riff ram review i'm in almost every school bus and classroom i go to school with your children we say the pledge of allegiance together you've seen me around the neighborhood and you've told me i'm a pretty good kid well i'm one out of every four children in america and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Gazillion Dollar Question. I'm your host, Bob. We've got Joe Schmo here for the final question. Okay, Joe, are you ready? You betcha, Bob. Okay, Joe, all you have to do is answer one of the following three questions. Question one. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Uh, I'd like to use a lifeline, Bob. Uh, question two. What came first, the chicken or the egg? No deal. Uh, all right, last question, Joe. Do you drink and drive? Uh, That's the easiest question in the world. A baby could answer that. No, Bob, you don't drink and drive because it's illegal and dangerous. I always have a designated driver if I go out to drink. Bob, I drink responsibly. That's correct. You just won your life. Wait, I thought I won a gazillion dollars. What do you mean? Remember, always be responsible and designate a driver when you drink. It could save your life. This is brought to you by your concerned friends at FM 88.7, The Choice. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. 
Welcome back to episode 15 of Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. I'm Zion Trammell here with Ian Nepetian and Seth Dowdle. We're going to keep that NFL train rolling. We're going to talk about the NFL MVP conversation as it's very different this year. It's not Patrick Mahomes at the top. It's probably not even Jalen Hurts right now at the top. The current uh, leading candidate. Uh, candidate. Good Lord, <laughs> I cannot get the words out right there. Uh, latest NFL MVP odds. Number one is Dak Prescott, plus 150 right now, with Brock Purdy at plus 185, and then Lamar Jackson at plus 475. So that's kind of your top three. I would agree with that top three. Even, you know, of course, biased, I'm going to say that Dak should be the MVP, but I don't know if he will it's very interesting to see this three though um and of course you can't fail to forget to mention tyree kill another guy probably again probably won't win it as a wide receiver it's typically a quarterback award here but these three guys prescott purdy and lamar jackson that's my top three right now they're playing terrific football right now oh ooh. okay so that's your top three <laughs> Ian, what yeah. is your top three? What's if it's my not top this, three? If it's not this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my top three is probably not going to be this. Um, I think the NFL needs to give more credit to wide receivers. Um, it, no wide receiver has ever won NFL MVP, which is just a crazy like statistic. I would probably go... You can change this, thing. You can change it, Ian. Enter the... NFL MVP voting yeah, bourgeoisie and just, I know. just vote. I, I, I got to get in there, but no... The thing is, I don't watch Dak Prescott a lot, so I can't really speak upon that. I mean, everybody's seen Tyreek Hill. I feel like when we're talking about most valuable, like, you know, people will say, well, the quarterback has the ball in his hands every single play that you're on offense, right? And and I get that too, but I feel like Tyreek Hill is just having one of those years that you can't look beyond it. So I would put Tyreek Hill at number one, then I'd put probably... I would probably put Dak and then maybe Purdy. Um, but even at that, you know, guys like Brock Purdy, he's he's doing a great job for what's being asked of him. I don't know if he's the most valuable player. How can he be the most valuable player in the league if he's not the most valuable player on his team? When it, That's Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. Goodness exactly. gracious. Yeah, and, and, and again, I mean, you know, th- that that's also a different conversation with, you know, Brock Purdy and the things that are said about him. But great guy, great quarterback. He's doing his job. I don't think he's doing anything special enough to warrant an mvp trophy um you know but it's it's just he's getting the ball to the guys that he needs to be getting you know the ball to and he, he's doing his job not again nothing to take away from him but i for you know i i just don't think purdy is an mvp um this year but i i i would put tyree kill way way further up on that list just because of the incredible season that he's had i mean he's projected to get over 2,000 yards this year so yeah you did you see what the dolphins offense looked like when he went to the sideline yep. i mean they yep. were just completely lost his ability to stretch the field take the top off of secondary is pretty insane and uh yeah he's definitely should be warranting some consideration yeah how about you seth what's your top three if it's not this Dak lamar mccaffrey Dak, Lamar, McCaffrey. I know. I'm. I'm really surprised McCaffrey is as low as he is. I mean, every time I watch that man play, it's like, gosh, he's the best running back that I've seen in ten years. Yeah, he, he's just so good. And um, he, I think, like, he's the 
he's the part of that offense that makes it go go. If yeah. that makes any yeah. sense, like when he's there, it's like going. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I would I would put him there. Um, obviously, I get this as a quarterback award, and it will never. It's not going to go to. A, Tyreek Hill, or is it going to go to Christian McCaffrey? I, unless we change the, unless we change it, guys, we enter the NFL media somehow and we vote. Uh, but that won't be happening. But we can change the Pro Bowl voting. That's in our hands, though. Uh, yes, Dak uh, playing the best quarterback of his life. I find it funny looking at the rest of these odds, like just like looking like down the list. Yeah. So this is via DraftKings. Um, Jordan Love plus twenty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got. I think C.J. Stroud would have been a good vote like four or five weeks ago, uh, if you were like looking for a, like a dark a horse bud, dark horse play. But that's uh, gonna change, I think. Yeah. Um, I could. You could convince me about Miles Garrett. He's down there at plus twenty thousand too. He's had a heck of a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a quarterbacks a quarterbacks award. I'd say that. Uh, it's Dax to lose right now, and but if Lamar Jackson goes out there and keeps on winning, I think he might. I think he, I think he's the kind of guy. Hey, Lamar and Lamar and Purdy play each other. The 49ers and Ravens play each other on Christmas Day or Christmas oh. Eve. I don't remember. It's uh, probably Christmas. I think it's Christmas, or maybe Eve. it's next week. I don't know. But they play each other in the next two weeks, and you know that's you know whether it's warranted or not. Those head-to-head matchups, you know can sway voters so yeah we'll, we'll definitely see yeah it'll be interesting i'm i'm trying to compare brock purdy dak and my computer just froze went <laughs> um so no comparing for me i just went and i got a i got a black screen now it's not responding so um the, the, num- <laughs> the numbers were just too good yeah man. they were too overwhelming oh here we go we got it back the, um, the yards after carry uh after catch numbers were just too much yeah so believe it or not brock purdy actually has more yards than dak and lamar uh Yep. With 3,553, Dak has 3,505, Lamar has 2,934. Not, I think yards is kind of a silly stat, but that's what people look at. Uh, QB rating, I would assume it's Brock Purdy. Okay, yeah. Brock Purdy is number by one. Point in Q- one. Yeah, by point one over Dak, who's uh, second place. Uh, Dak has the most touchdowns and the fewest interceptions tied with Lamar. So they're pretty, I mean, Dak and Brock Purdy have pretty similar stats here. Um, I I love Christian McCaffrey, too. I think he should be warranting some consideration, but to me, I think Brock Purdy is the most valuable player on that team, in my opinion. Well, here's here's the stat. Really? Okay. Okay. That's interesting. interesting. That's, that is, that's, that's actually very interesting. That's very interesting. Sorry, Yard, sorry. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that was, like, delayed in my head. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'd... Yards after catch numbers for purdy and prescott purdy mm-hmm. 1741 yards yeah. after the catch deck prescott 1489 yeah Take whatever you do yeah i don't wait care sorry do say it. that again uh, 1489 for prescott 1741 for purdy mm-hmm. yep. and i i will say because obviously the 49ers have a lot of skill players that are just absolutely remarkable debo samuel uh kittle iuke um, but you know, I, I kind of made this argument last week that it, he is the missing piece that the 49ers have have needed, and those guys can only go as far as their quarterback can take them. Uh, while Jimmy Garoppolo was serviceable, he couldn't get them to the Super Bowl. I think Brock Purdy can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Big 12 represent. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Big 12 represent. No, it's it's interesting with these two, right? Again, just like you said, it's like previous quarterbacks haven't been able to do what Brock Purdy's doing, even as, you know, even though I say that Brock Purdy just needs to get the ball to those guys, yeah. other quarterbacks haven't figured it out. Yeah. And I, I, I think I think that reasoning, at least for me, comes more from the sense of, look, he's still such a new new quarterback in this league. Like, we haven't seen everything that he has to like, like, sorry no we, we've seen a lot of what he has to offer we just haven't seen him long enough mm-hmm. you know um and then i look at someone like D- dak prescott who is doing incredibly well with the things that he's been given dak prescott doesn't have the gr- the the grade h targets left and right like purdy does um and and even in in the ground game sometimes too it's not working out in certain games he has to take that into his own he has to take the game by the scruff of its neck himself and that's where i kind of think if it's going to be between these two guys i'll give it to dak prescott more so than than brock purdy yeah i wasn't gonna say it but you know that's uh i i agree (laughs) it's i mean it's true dak has had to uh will himself against the what was it the Seahawks I mean that was a perfect example there where the defense was not really helping him out and Dak Prescott willed them to a victory and um yeah he he I think he's playing it's 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 really incredible because we saw that game against the 49ers which was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play and a lot of people thought well this is it this is it for Dak and since then he's just been remarkable so i'm curious to see how the rest of the season plays out the question is do you give the mvp award to a non-division winning team that's that's going to be the thing which i I don't think record is a great indication of whether a player should win it or not we've seen teams in the nba or players in the nba win. Shohei Otani just won the mvp in major exactly yeah and uh (laughs) who was it i think Jokic won it. I know last year they were the one seed, but there was a year, well, or West might have been. I can't remember which player. It might have been Westbrook or Jokic or something, where they weren't the one seed and he won the MVP. So it'll be interesting to see. Do they consider team record into this? Yeah, I just gosh, it's 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 funny. It's like I feel like every year my opinion changes on this depending mm-hmm. on who's in it. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because I prefer one person over the other. If there's a bias because of teams, but I always feel like at the end of the season I'm always changing like my own like rubric of what an MVP is. To yeah. be honest, which is terrible. That's horrible. Everyone's like, rubric. I know, changes, but though. everybody's rubric changes too. So um, I'm just thankful that you know we had a very civil discussion about this. I've seen you see a lot of shows where. People talk about the MVP like it's life or death. At the end of the day, this doesn't matter at all. It doesn't. Uh, this has no bearing on whether or not the you know the team wins you know a championship. Aaron Rodgers won back to back MVPs in 2020 and 2021, yeah. and Packers did nothing uh, you know except win in the regular season, didn't do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and you know, MVP awards are you know simply, in my opinion, just they they don't you know. I mean, if it's my team, it's good. But if it's like it doesn't, yeah. I I do not 
find solace on someone else's MVP award. I'm more of a, you know, I want to see the trophy for my team sort of yep. thing as a fan oh. of the sport. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't all this like this debate about it all. It's fun, you know. It gives content, provides yep. content. But at the end of the day, um, whoever wins this award, uh, deserving or not, it yep. doesn't matter. I'm not gonna lose sleep. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still gonna enjoy whatever I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this year I'm not gonna be mad at anyone as besides Jalen Hurts because yeah. I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't like the Eagles, and I also don't think he's very deserving. Anyone but him wins it. Yeah, I, I, I could totally understand why. There, there's not really a guy here that's like, they definitely should not be on here at all. Uh, the last Cowboys player, though, to win an M- MVP, do you know it, Seth? Uh, no, I've told me. It, it's Emmett Smith in 1993. Yeah. So it's been a long, it's been, it have been 30 years. It's been a long winter. Yes. <laughs> Very long. 30 winter. years uh, since a Cowboys player has won MVP. And just, I think. With how much Dak is hated in the media because he's the Cowboys quarterback, it would just be so cool to see him walk up there and win the MVP. Oh, man. Gosh, that'd be great. Yeah. It'd be so cool. I still get mad that he got booed when he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. I know. That's terrible. Yeah. Like, that's That's the most prestigious award in the NFL, an award that really, really does matter. And it it, it really means something. Yeah. And MVP is like, yeah, that you were good that year. But Walter Payton Man of the Year is like a very prestigious award, and he got booed. Yeah. You, you you get to wear the 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 emblem on your jersey for however long the rest of your career uh, continues, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it's not just a one and done thing. I mean, again, not to take away from the MVP thing, but it's the Walter Payton Man of the Year, so it is a big thing. So, yeah, and he won that. And if he's gonna go to his grave with anything, I bet you he'd rather go with that than uh, an MVP. Obviously, like both of them. And but we'll see. Uh, it's in his hands. I mean, he controls both the Cowboys and his own, you know, personal goal destiny. Uh, but dad, dad strength is on his side, or yeah. you know, potential dad strength. Sorry, yeah. future dad strength. It's coming. I Him agree. and Luca and DFW having kids. Watch out, people. Yeah, Watch headband out. Luca has been on a. Ter- I know, we have an NBA segment. No, I mean, we have an NBA segment later, uh, but we're gonna uh, wrap things up here for our NFL talk. We're gonna get into some MLB free agency uh, when we return. Uh, some big news. Uh, there's a player that signed with the Dodgers. I uh, forgot his name, man. Yeah, uh, you don't say. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll when, we'll try to figure out who it is, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about it right here on Riff Ram Review. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. What's up, guys? This is TCU baseball player Curtis Byrne, and you're listening to KTCU 88.7 FM, Fort Worth. Go Frogs! 
Dad, we need to talk. <sighs> Can we just enjoy the drive? If you're not gonna listen to me, who will we listen to? Jeffrey. <gasps> Marcia Gay Harden. What? What? Eyes on the road, Dad. What? 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 What are you doing? What? What are you? What are you? What are you doing in my back seat? How did you get in here? You're getting older. Not that old. Your brain's changing. It's natural. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Honey, I've got experience with this. Jeffrey, brain health is all about making the most of your brain as you age and helping to reduce some of the risks to your brain. Really? Now that's interesting. So, you'll talk to her about this, but not me. Marcia Gay Harden? Wh where did she go? Learn what you can do to help keep your brain healthy at brainhealth.gov. Did she... Did, <laughs> she didn't say goodbye. I mean, I would Visit brainhealth.gov. Get ready to brighten your day every Wednesday morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's time for The Radio Girls on KTCU 88.7 FM, your favorite college radio station. Join us as we dive into the world of TCU Horned Frogs, share campus stories, and talk about our favorite girly things. That's right. We've got awesome giveaways and some fabulous tunes to keep you going throughout the morning. So whether you're a devoted horn frog or just looking for some midweek fun, tune in to the Radio Girls. Every Wednesday morning, 8 to 10 a.m., only on KTCU 88.7 FM. Don't miss out on the laughter, story times, and the games. Set your alarm clocks, mark your calendars, and make your Wednesday mornings slay. The Radio Girls, only on KTCU 88.7 FM. Tune in and be a part of the fun. Welcome back to Reframe Review right here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. My name's Ian Apetian, and I'm joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle. We just got finished talking about the NFL MVP conversation. It's going to be a hot race to the very end. Um, but for one player in particular, now that we're moving over to the MLB, we got to talk about this. Shohei Otani, and we know this is some old news, but he just signed a $700 million deal over the weekend. That's who we're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, I know wait, that guy. It's not $700 million. Not with now. those state taxes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Show, congr congratulations to Shohei's parents. You do not have to pay his, for another dime. His kids and... Their kids, and then their kids, and the kids after. Because that's how long he'll be getting paid for. Yeah, yeah. no. $700 million. Um, for the next 10 years, he will be receiving $2 million a year. And after that, from 2034 to 2043, <laughs> that's crazy Lord. to say, he will earn $68 million a year. And the, the newest news that we learned was that he can opt out of the contract if the GM gets fired. Or if the owner sells the team. <laughs> That's crazy. I found that out before the show. Like, what are... This is the weirdest terms I've ever seen in a contract. Yeah, so just to be clear, for anyone that is not familiar with baseball contracts, this is an unprecedented turn of, like, the, the terms in this contract, like, no. Like, no player would ever agree to just $2 million on this big of a contract just to have $2 million a year for everything. 10 years and then to backload it uh, to the end. No one's doing. No one has ever done that. No one will probably ever again do that because there's no one like this man. Yeah. And if there's anything that we've learned from Shohei Otani, he loves to buck 
the trend. When he was in Japan, they said, you can't pitch and hit. When he came over here, they said, you can't pitch and hit. And then he did. He's done it. And then he, they said, you're not going to make $700 million. And he said, I'm going to make $700 million. I will by 2043. Not right now, though. <laughs> not right now, yeah, though. Eventually. Eventually. 2043. That's insane. Gosh. Where will you and I be? Now, that's 20 years from now. Can you believe that? It's yeah. two decades. Our kids will be... <laughs> talking about it gosh man um, it's the new bobby bonilla day it's yeah as bobby, seriously. As bobby bonilla day ends we get shohei otani day yeah. seriously i mean this it's i mean in all reality this is very smart by shohei otani um and and not only is it smart but it makes him look like the ultimate team player here because he basically is saying yeah i know i'm the biggest piece on your team now but only pay me two million for the next 10 years because I want you guys to build around me so we can win. I mean, it makes Shohei Otani look like the ultimate good, nice guy. And I, I feel like he's going to get some backlash from players that – or sorry, not from players, but from, from fans that don't like the Dodgers and now are going to dislike him for what he's done. But ultimately, this is an incredibly smart move for Otani as long as he stays around and basically collects his $700 million in the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah more, more smart for the Dodgers I think though yeah. for anything so this just to be clear math is hard this is not a math pod and unfortunately we I'm, we're not going to do any math but I'm just going to tell you what the math says so uh, in baseball there's a lo- the luxury tax and there's different levels to the luxury tax um, and the the tax hit since there's no salary cap also since the tax hit is 46 million dollars per year for the next 10 yep. not two. If it was two, I would throw a mad little fit, but uh, it's not two. Uh, Forty-six million dollars per year on the ta- on the tax hit. But another thing is, uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but California has a state income tax. Yes. Um, so if he were to leave the state of California, when this money is given to him yep. ten years from now, he will not have to pay the taxes on that. Yep. Uh, can you all imagine Shohei just just bunking it up with his kids in Boca Raton, retiring, yeah. just collecting a mad check every July 1st? Yeah, I mean, he will receive $68 million when he's 49 years old <laughs> and probably not playing baseball anymore. Yeah, he might be. Might be. Definitely not pitching and hitting, though, at 49. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this guys, guy's crazy. This guy's insane. Guys, it's so nice to be talking about baseball again. Like I know we chatted it up with Curtis Byrne last week, yep. but you know it's been a while since we talked about MLB. It's nice. Um, it is. I'm looking at the MLB.com right now, and uh, I'm seeing some some of the headlines. And you know, I think one of you guys mentioned about how this helps out the Dodgers because they can go out and pursue other guys. Well, currently, uh, Otani is trying to woo uh, Yoshi Yoshinobu. Yoshinobu Yamamoto uh, from Japan. Yep. Um, I just thought trying to woo, like that's such a funny headline. Interesting choice. Yeah. Of <laughs> and then uh, the Dodgers are in talks to try and get Tyler Glass now and Manuel Margot from the Rays. Yeah. So it's clear that the Dodgers are not content with just getting Otani. They are trying to build a World Series contender only to lose in the NLDS <laughs> to the Cincinnati Reds. So that's uh, no, my prediction. No joke, though. The Diamondbacks broke them into submission and they said we will change, they're gonna, we're going to change things. It was the D-backs. It was. Uh, I, I think this is, you know, if you're in the NL West, you're obviously so mad right now. If you're in the National League as a whole, you're so mad right now, and you, all of a sudden you become the biggest Braves fan if you hate the Dodgers because they look like the only team yeah. that could, you know, 
match this. If you're in the AL, you're stoked. Yep. Like, you know, uh, unless you're the, unless Toronto, you, yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays. Unless you're the Blue Jays. And um, before, you know, we go any further in this MLB free agency talk, I just want to give a eulogy to uh, Friday Blue Jays fan hopes of getting Shohei Otani. Oh, yeah. Instead, um, they got Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, so John Morosi, uh, for for reference, he said that Shohei Otani is on a plane headed to Toronto uh, to meet with the Blue Jays. Well, and even before that, we were already tracking the flight before this. Yeah, yeah. we were tracking. So on flight, there. So some weird, you know, this has been a thing in college football for years, like in coaching moves and transfers and recruits tracking flights like weird obscure flights to these weird college towns so some weird blogger or twitter user found this private flight from anaheim to toronto and was like what if this is Shohei otani because there had been some smoke with otani to the blue jays in days before so we were tracking that flight and then Zion continued john morosi tweeted this out yeah and so that got a lot of blue jays fans excited like okay it's happening and he lied He's like, guys, I didn't know. I, I, there was no information about it. The per, you know, he thought it was Otani. Guys, it in fact was me. I was on my way to Toronto. You were with Robert Herjavec. Yes, I was. Um, and I just, I, I didn't know what to do because I saw the tweet when I landed, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is wrong. So I, I hit up John. I was like, dude, it's, it's, yeah. it's me. Like it's, I know I. I know I have the Shohei Otani skills and all that, but it's not me, guys. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm. I'm still waiting for the uh, for 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 the uh, jersey to come out with Herjavec on the back. That'll well, be pretty fun. What's even funnier is that Bob Nightingale was the one to yeah. say that this was false. His, yes, his tweet of was it really? Shohei yep. Otani is in capital N O T not on <laughs> yep. the plane. Of all people, <laughs> people are like okay, yeah, right, yeah. Bob. Okay, and then oh, he was right. Yeah, it was it was a very crazy, you know, like like saga. Yeah, it, it was a crazy saga, and and it's funny because heading into it, he's like, I want to keep this all private, and he, and it was it was private for a very long time, and then in like three days, it was the craziest like couple like holy crap, what's going on here? Like like is he going to Toronto? Is he staying in L.A.? Where where is he going? Um, and was it great for him? He probably doesn't have to get a new house. Gets to stay in L.A. Love the traffic, um, but there, there's one. There's something I wanted to ask you guys about this, and maybe if this is kind of like the not not the last straw because there really hasn't there haven't been other straws to make this thing happen. But will the will the article in this the next CBA agreement be changed with how much money can get deferred? I think this will be Probably. the biggest thing yes. because right now. The fine print says there is no limit on money deferrals and how much can get deferred. Um, I think it'll be the players' union actually that yeah, proposes yeah. this rather than the team. I agree. Uh, yeah. This is an unprecedented situation where Shohei Otani. No one is ever going to make. The, at least I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If this is true, but I do not think that a team will give you know twenty twenty three equivalent seven hundred million dollars to a player ever again. If that makes any sense. Heck and, no. Uh, and so therefore, there's no reason for this much to be deferred uh yeah i think that the players union is uh they don't want this yeah uh they want the money now yeah i i i agree and and also you know some some fans might feel this way that the dodgers kind of got away with like highway robbery essentially i mean you basically 
pay somebody you, you commit to paying someone 700 million only 20 million over the next two, uh, 10 years right yeah and, and you know for i mean it's it's all within the laws of the game it just feels for everyone else that like man this is this is some some messed up and, stuff. And then yeah. they could go get Yamamoto. They yeah. could get Glass now. They could sign Josh Hader. They yeah. could get all these people. And yeah, still, Josh Hader. Yeah. And here's the thing with them is like money is no object for the Dodgers. They're in the second you know biggest media market. They're one of the most popular teams in the sport. Uh, their TV rights deal is insane. I think it might be the best in the league. Um, so they have unlimited money. Uh, I think you know. You know, the Dodgers have always been good, but it's always like, can they get, push it over the edge? I, 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 I'm still hesitant to say that they can because this is still, you know, the Dodgers, and there's still stuff that they got to sure up. I don't know if y'all seen their pitching staff uh, right now. Uh, it's, it's very it's brutal. It's, it's soft wood, as you were telling me earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they build pitching staffs much like the Rangers and the Mets out of pitchers that are made out of of wet wood. If you just like kick it really hard, it'll break. Um, and that's Walker Buehler and Dustin May. We were looking at how many stars Dustin I thought that Dustin May, like, somewhere in the back of my mind, he was a perennial starter in this league. He's made, like, 14 starts over the past three years. What? Yeah, really? It's really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Because of injury, obviously, you know, and, yeah, that's that's really tough, but... Uh, but, yeah, Dodgers, you know, watch out, National League West. Padres are selling uh, cash. They just traded Juan Soto. That's another thing, I guess, uh, Yeah. can talk about a little bit, but... Uh, uh, Dodgers are the favorite to win the West for 40 years. Yeah, you know, much. you know what um, is funny, though, is it, it makes me mad, and this is coming from a fan of a team that spent a lot of money, but they spent a lot of money to get these players. They didn't get Corey Seager for $5 million a year. You know, I know they're paying him, Otani, a lot of money, but... Yeah, um, yeah, it does kind of frustrate me a little bit that they can just go, you know, spend very little money right now for Otani, and then be able to add on. Don't be upset. <laughs> I, don't don't be upset at all. I'm laughing. I'm not laughing, you Zion. I'm laughing at something I just. Uh, Twitter is always good because it, it feeds me content. Uh, Diamonds owner back. Diamond ba- Diamonds owner back. Diamondbacks owner Ken Kendrick had something to say about Show Otani about two minutes ago. Do you want to know what it is? Oh sure. Okay. He said, "Last I looked, he's one of nine. And the last I also looked, he's a designated hitter. He's a great player. Is he the second coming? I don't think so." Uh, okay, buddy. All right, man. That's, that's, okay. You're going to look back on that in Otani when he goes four for four, uh, and went single-handedly beats you in a, um, in the regular season and, you know, maybe eliminates you from the playoffs and some random made up scenario that I just made up. Then you'll look back and see how bad the wrong that was. Shohei Otani probably doesn't know what a Diamondback is, so yeah. there, there <laughs> well, you go. Yeah, the he's, ne- he's never been in the World <laughs> Series to play him. So. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, here's what I'm hoping, though, is that this move will start to spin, get the ball rolling with some more moves because MLB free agency usually takes a little while. Yes. Uh, but man, like I'm ready for some stuff to happen here. Me too. Uh, man. Because you're telling me that a Juan Soto trade and a Shohei Otani signing is nothing. No, it is. I mean, it I'm is, just, it's just it, it's more of like they're the first two dominoes. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I'm hoping is that they will be, you know, like that's gonna, that's the peak of MLB free agency, obviously. But I'm very curious to see what the Rangers have done because the only guy they've brought in is Kirby Yates, uh, 
an okay relief pitcher, and they haven't lost anyone substantial besides Austin Hedges. That is going to kill me. Um, the Rangers. If, if if Austin Hedges is substantial, then Will Smith is crazy. Yeah. So they've and lost Chris Stratton Will is like, Smith Whoa. and Chris Stratton to the uh, to the Royals. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really curious to see what they do if if they can re-sign Jordan Montgomery. I think yeah. it's a little unlikely, but. Uh, I think that would be massive for this rotation to bring him back. Uh, Martin Perez is another guy I would still like to see them bring back for a pretty cheap deal. Um, you know, Blake Snell's still out there. Clayton Kershaw, Brandon Woodruff, Marcus Stroman, some names to look out for yeah. uh, starting pitchers. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think Shohei, Shohei Otani signing this deal in the one, so that'll kickstart the A's movement this offseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So you're going to get uh, Cole Calhoun? Is that what I'm hearing? Hey, he is actually an Oakland A's killer. Every time yeah. he came to the to, to, to the Coliseum, he would absolutely you, rake. You know what's so funny about I, that? I, I would take the that. Rangers signed Cole Calhoun in 2021, and I said the exact same thing to someone else. He's a Rangers killer. Every time he He's comes around. He's an West killer, man. <laughs> yeah. God dang. And then, and guess what? He continued to be a Rangers yeah. killer on the Rangers. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, Cody Bellinger as well. Yeah, uh, I don't know what his market is at all. I cannot get a gauge on if anybody wants him at all. Like, I don't think there's a. I I don't think he's gonna earn a ton of money because he, the Yankees were like someone linked to him, but they just got one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now. he for Bellinger, he had such a good year that he's gonna want that kind of money. But is the team gonna do that because they look at the last? the years prior is like oh well it's a blip on the radar yeah san diego could they you think that they would do that i don't know uh the mets when i look at him i I mean mets would do anything when when i look at cody bellinger i think rockies (laughs) oh like chris bryant gosh kind of imagine yeah he would that'd be interesting uh, the, Rockies, the brand new Todd Helton. The, the Rockies stuff. are directionless. No one, they there's 29 teams that compete in Major League Baseball, and then there's the Rockies, and no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, no, they no. they sign like they they. I don't know. I could go on a Rockies rant. Yeah, uh, but yeah, interesting to see how free agency goes. Uh, the Rangers, as you mentioned, Zion. I'm very interested to see what the. Um, um, oh my gosh! I just totally blanked on. Uh oh! Oh no! Oh, oh no. no! As a team player. It was a player. Twenty one questions. It was a team. All right. It was a team. Astros. Uh, no, it wasn't. Mariners. Astros. Angels. Ma- Ace. Mariners. 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 <laughs> oh, Mariners. Mariners. It was the Mariners. Good job. Thank you. Uh, I'm interested to see if there's uh, because you know they just they just traded Kalanick. Um, they traded uh, Eugenio Suarez, and they're clearly shedding payroll. And everyone was, in Mariners fandom was like, okay, this is cool. Uh, okay, this is our offense. Our offense already stunk. Um, hopefully they're signing someone else with this new no. added money, and I have something to tell them. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think they're just being cheap. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the managers are being a little cheap right now. I, I And I don't think even Cody Bellinger would be a great thing for them either. I mean. No. But, like, Seattle, it's it sucks make for them because. Make up your mind. It, make up your mind. Because last year was great. Yeah. You got Julio Rodriguez. You got, you know, the young stars coming up, and then you're shedding all this, you know, young stardom. Uh, I know Eugenio Suarez is a young star, but Jared Kellenick certainly was someone that they were looking to, you know, be a bright spot in their future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, they were kind of in the Otani mix for a little while there. But um, from their owners' comments and their GM's comments, it sounds like they're just not willing to, you know, pony up the money will- that you need to pony up nowadays to 
you know actually compete yeah you got to start spending money that's kind of the the name of the game in mlb in the mlb uh they're losing uh teoscar hernandez which they're probably yep. happy about honestly <laughs> that was, i was so excited for teoscar hernandez and then it just that dude struck out more times than i think uh I, I don't know i mean it was like every single time it felt like yeah it was it was pretty bad um as we're getting to the end of this segment I'm curious to, to hear things that you guys would want to buy with $700 million. It can be a big thing. It can be a small thing. I did. I, I pulled up a little thing just because Seth was eating McDonald's. So I was like, oh, you know, I mean, chicken McNuggets are, you know, uh, you know they're a thing. So They're good. I, I did the, the brief math. Um, how many orders of McDonald's 10-piece chicken McNuggets can you get with $700 million? hundred and sixteen million. Oh, <laughs> okay. Shohei, go go to McDonald's. I think I would buy like a restaurant, like a, a fast food chain. Not yeah. the first thing I would do, but like be cool to like have, you know, buy property. You know, to have my yeah. Los Pollos Hermanos. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Wait. No. That actually not not like that. No. The uh, the restaurant side of it. Not yeah, my, a lot of money. Not my that. truck empire. <laughs> I realized as I said that that went completely. You could have said like KFC or something yeah, like that. I, I was I don't know. I just thought of Breaking Bad. Uh, no, my uh, on the restaurant side of things, I'll just buy a Whataburger. I'm whatever. never. Yeah, if 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 he if he becomes a franchise owner of a Whataburger here, I'm not going to it. I'm just gonna assume that there's some big laundromat underneath of it with a lot of stuff being made. Yeah. Uh, that's a good thing to buy, Zion. You know, I pre- that's a good thing to buy. I would buy Jimbo Fisher's contract seven times. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. I like it. I like it. Oh, uh, nice. in, in real life and in reality, I would buy. Um, you could buy several hockey teams for seven hundred million dollars. Like not several, but like one. You could you could purchase. A few, a, a couple hockey teams. Yeah, I'd put a minority stake in a team somewhere. Yeah. Maybe like uh, the the uh, the the. The Cubs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, oh, sorry. You're talking I'm about just baseball. or any team. Uh, I'd buy stake in the um, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Mm, yeah. You you know what I would do, and this is me being you know a bit. I mean, this is out of the picture, but I mean you know just. Well, I'm never gonna have seven hundred million dollars, but I would buy a couple of the NHL franchises. Go to John Fisher and say, "Hey, have these. Take take these three. You know, take take these two or three. Because I give you basically three different stocks that yeah. all have different potential. Yeah. So it's not just seven hundred million worth. It's seven. It's like splitting the seven hundred million. You know, like, like splitting stocks, right? Yeah. I would do that and say, "Hey, give me the A's. I would. That, you know what? I if I I'm channeling my inner uh, Gap employee. Gap employee. <laughs> what? No, you because work? no, it's it's because uh, John Fisher." Um, his parents founded Gap. Oh, I thought you were about to say you worked at a Gap. No, I'm channeling my inner Gap employee, and I am, uh, I am now accepting that offer. Yeah, I mean, I would do it. Take 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 the A's off my hands. Give them to to someone that actually cares about the team. You know. Yeah, but I I would buy Twizzlers, the company, and then just turn it to dust. <laughs> really? Because I don't hate, like Twizzlers. I hate Twizzlers. Red Roper Twizzlers go. 
Red rope. Red rope. Red vines. Yeah, red vines. Neither. Wow. All right. Well, that brings <laughs> us to the end of this segment. Wow, that was that was a fun one. Seven hundred million dollars. Some buying of baseball teams and uh, red ropes or red vines. That's 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 fun too. But anyways, folks, thank you uh, for tuning into that that fun little segment. But up next, we've got some NBA talk. The success of the in season tournament with the Lakers and the Pacers. They finished that in season tournament with the Lakers coming out on top. But we'll have more right here on Riff Ram Review. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Texas. This message presented by the UIL and the Texas High School Athletic Directors Association. Welcome back to episode 15 of Riff Ram Review right here on 88.7 FM KTCU The Choice. I'm Zion Trammell, joined by Seth Dowdle and Ian Napetian. 
We just discussed Shohei Otani's massive contract that he just earned, uh, but some players uh, in the NBA received a nice bonus, maybe not $700 million, but $500,000 <laughs> each. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> You earned seven hundred. Um, no, it was more of you saying, "Oh, they didn't earn seven hundred million, but it was you know five hundred k." Yeah, yeah. Which, honest, like, here's the thing: I would love five hundred thousand dollars. I would, I would. But do those guys get to leave when their owner sells the team? Yeah, that's, that's... or or when their interpreter gets fired. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the NBA in-season tournament wrapped up this past weekend, and I think you know myself and a lot of other people had a lot of skepticism about this in-season tournament. I'm still a little confused on how it worked, but it's over now. Um, <laughs> the Lakers winning 123 to 109 over the Indiana Pacers, and that's what really makes this so interesting: is that a team like the Pacers can play for something very substantial, uh, play for some money, for some for some pride, I guess you, if you will. Um, and of course the Lakers win like, ugh, you know, but, um, how does this affect Michael Jordan's legacy? It, it doesn't make him the goat anymore because yeah. LeBron has an in-season tournament yeah. MVP. Yes. No, no, no zero in-season tournament championships. Yeah. For Michael Jordan. Um, or MVP awards in the NBA. And, and here's here's the thing: LeBron didn't even deserve it, in my opinion. Anthony Davis had 41 points in that game, 20 rebounds, five assists, and four blocks. And they gave it to LeBron, who he had a good game. He had 24, 11, and four. But hello, what yeah. are, what are we doing here? And and those stats for Anthony Davis will never see the the, the light of day because these stats don't count, right? Yeah, this wasn't a regular season yeah. game. If I'm if I'm yeah, right. I don't think that game. Count, count. It doesn't count towards their their yep. That was the only game that didn't count towards their record. Yep. Um. Or anything. So. Uh. Yeah. It's it's interesting though because that means every player on the Lakers earned a 500k bonus, including Christian Wood, who did not play. Um. <laughs> Just singling that guy out. Yes, I wonder why. <laughs> um. He used to play for the Mavericks. Uh. Chris. He just really likes him. <sighs> Played pretty bad a lot. Uh, anyways. Um. Uh, yeah, but and then Austin Reeves dropped twenty eight points. That was random. Yet, yes, he just had a monster. Wait, did he? Yeah, he did. Okay, twenty. No one ever. No one will ever know because this game never happened. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, and it was a good fight by the Pacers. They they have a pretty good team there with Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Bruce Brown. But what did you did you guys tune in at all to the in season tournament? Uh, what did you guys make of it? Uh, you could say no. I've no. watched one game this entire NBA season. It was the game that I went to live. What game was it? Uh, the Spurs Rockets game. Oh, nice. A couple weeks nice. ago, but that's it. I, I see. That's the thing. It's like I'm I'm. I love basketball, but I have to be there to watch it. I don't mm-hmm. like to watch basketball on TV. I know that might sound a little weird. I just like basketball when I'm there, whether it's college hoops or NBA. I feel like I need to be in the stadium. So I uh, I watched the Mavs games in the in season tournament. Uh, that's about it, though, and they weren't in it for very long. I'm not really sure how they weren't. I don't know how it works. Uh, they went what two and two in the group play or whatever, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all I know is that one day, all of a sudden. These teams were in Las Vegas. The sphere was lit up. There was a big, massive trophy on a truck on Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, and we were playing basketball games in Las Vegas. And uh, apparently it mattered. Yeah, and I think it it just needs time for it to build, you know, some credibility, I guess. Yep. And it's, you know, trying to do something different, try to get people to tune in. Uh, a, a matchup with the Pacers and the Lakers may not be the best way to do that. 
Um, you know, obviously people care about the Lakers, but it, for an NBA fan like myself, it's cool to see the Pacers, but not many people are going to be like, what? like, what? Why are they in the championship yeah yeah i i just just like you said there it, it needs a little more historical meaning to it i mean but this is just like th- this is like everything that's so new right it, it, it takes some time but to your point though right people may not like to see the pacers there they'd rather see other other teams playing but at the same time if if that if the pacers being in that position inspires these other teams throughout the nba to say to say like hey we can still play for this as long as the players are into it, the fans will be too. I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and we kind of touched on that last week too in, in last week's episode was just that the players need to care about this. If the mm-hmm. players don't care, the fans won't care. Yeah. And if you see a team like the Pacers yet, they're hopefully this inspires other teams that aren't, you know, maybe pushing for the playoffs constantly or going to make those runs um, into the postseason. Hopefully it inspires them to say, hey, we can still play for something like this. And you know, and and if if this is what we can play for, then let's let's go try to get it. It yeah. kind of looked like they cared. That looked, that was fun. They did. They looked like they cared because they had five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. especially the Pacers players for sure. Where's this money coming from, by the way? All the fines that Draymond Green has had to pay. Yes. Oh, what a segue! That's I applaud you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, uh, Draymond Green uh, just recently reported that he is suspended indefinitely. He was ejected from last night's game. Uh, after hitting Yusef Nurkic in the face. Hitting is a very polite word. Yes, smacking him. Um, intentional or not, he did. Uh, you know, intentional. That's, that's up, up for interpretation. But that is now the second time this season where we have talked about Draymond Green doing something really stupid. And what was who's the first player? Uh, dang it. But he's had so many offenses. Because there was the thing with Sabonis, obviously Steven Adams. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but yeah, he's suspended indefinitely, and it's just—it's just such a bad look for him, man. And he it's, headlocked somebody. Yeah, Rudy yeah. Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Yes, um, and it's again—it's just such a bad look um, for him. And those tall centers too. For a Warriors team that is now eleven or ten and thirteen. Uh, they're not looking great so far, and yeah, it's just—it's bad, man. I don't know how long he'll be suspended for, but. It just—it's not a good look. Yeah, I'd say it's never a good look when you headlock someone and then clock uh, two two European dudes in the same season. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious! Yeah, it's got a type. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a problem, man. It's a problem. Um, you know, I mean, I've been a Warriors fan for a while, and I mean, I, I say Warriors fan very lightly because I, I used to pay attention to them, and I don't a lot now. Um, but you you would feel that with somebody of Draymond Green's veteran presence and I guess veteranship, um, that's a made up word that I just made. But you know somebody like that would, at this point in his career at, at his age, be able to put that that side of his game aside, right? Um, it's disappointing that he hasn't. It's disappointing that it was there to begin with. Um, I want players to be excited and to be into the game and emotional about it, but. At a certain point, I just kind of look at Draymond and say, "You're just stupid. It's what what you do is so stupid. It's selfish. Um, it hurts the team, you know. And at what point, if you're the Warriors, you're just like, "All right, we we gotta 
we got to get rid of this thing, you know. What's crazy is, like, Steve Kerr will give out a soliloquy about anything and everything that happens in this world, but whenever he's asked about Draymond Green, yep. silence. Yep. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure what, what that relationship is like, but, yeah, that's a, that's a fair I point. I just saw a compilation. Comp, compl- a, uh, compilation. Compilation of his incidents over the past, uh, you know, whatever, 10 years. And he's got he's got some funny ones. Uh, he uh, had the infamous you know calves you know moments with Amon Shumpert. Yes. Uh, uh, he stepped on Sabonis last year uh, in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, he's he's a crazy little guy. Yeah. Yep. Hope he doesn't come into the studio. J one, J one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever I did to you, man. Please. The only he's thing got you time. did. He's got time. And on he's his hands. hurting my fantasy team too because now I just I'm in a category league and he was doing good oh, and yeah. so now. <gasps> yeah. They should add just flagrant fouls. Yeah. Um, to the the list. Yeah, guys. The NBA standings is really weird. Um, there are three teams with just three wins. The or no, two teams with three wins and one team with two wins. The Pistons are two and twenty-one. <laughs> They've lost twenty games in a row. The Wizards are three and nineteen. Uh, Jordan Poole is going just nuts <laughs> in the wrong way. Um, and the Spurs have lost seventeen in a row. They're three and nineteen. Um, the Magic are the two seed in the East. Um, the Thunder, the Timberwolves are the one seed in the West. <laughs> it's wild. it's unbelievable. Rudy Gobert's revenge season. Yeah, um, I love it. You know what I love even more? I love this Pistons story. Uh, this is fun. When it's not your team, it's funny. Um, will they win a game? Will they win a game? Like legitimately, will they win a game in two months? The they Ranger, will. They the will. Rangers won more games in November than the Pistons did. Yeah, one. their team like i haven't obviously have not sat down to watch a pistons game maybe i will because it's so funny it's not like their team is horrible it i mean it's bad obviously i mean i guess yeah it's pretty bad but i mean like Cade cunningham like there's just there just hasn't been a game where Cade cunningham and jalen duran are just like take over like really is it that bad that they really just can't win a game i don't know um Killian Hayes, my boy. Yeah, he's, something going here. He's, he's had a good game, or good season. Just one game. Yeah, he had, he had one good game. Well, when you look at the roster, you know, I see a bunch of people on this roster that I watched in college and were good in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kate Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey. Yeah. Uh, everyone, Sir Thompson. Uh, Killian Hayes was my 2K goat when I played yeah. uh, franchise mode. Yeah. Dude. I would crank up his potential, and he would be my next star. Uh, that, unfortunately, cannot happen in the NBA. Uh, James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley III are on this oh, team. Oh, James yeah. Wiseman, that's yeah. right. And Sir Thompson's had a good year when he's healthy, too. But, yeah, they, those a lot of those guys just haven't panned out. Marcus Sasser, goat at Houston. Um, Who, Joe Harris. Someone that has panned out from college to the NBA is a TCU uh, player, Desmond Bain. Um God, I'm killing it with these segues. Um, <laughs> 25. Relax. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's averaging 25 points per game. Uh, just balling out. Had 49 points recently. Um, shout out to Desmond Bain. 
um, the only player, him and Jaron Jackson, the only players that are working on that Grizzlies team who are 6-16. Six and 16. Yikes. Hey, shout out to Hasman. He's got a banner yep. on the road on University close yep. to the McAllisters. So congratulations, yeah. Desmond. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you're uh, an awesome basketball player. And we wish that you were on this year's TCU team. Uh, and on the Mavericks. And on the Mavericks. that I will never live that down. We could have had him. We took Josh Green, decent player. We could have had Desmond Bain. Uh, Mavericks are 16-8, and eight, though. So, yeah, they're doing good right now. Yep. yep. Um, but that'll wrap things up here for our NBA talk. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have Seth's Trivia Corner on... I have no idea because yeah, he's going surpri- to yeah, he's gonna surprise us. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have that for you right here on Riff Ram Review. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six... My mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. Today, my new son and I threw a barbecue. There were burgers and chicken. I burnt everything. The burgers, the chicken, the salad. Ah! They were delicious. They were awful. And then, and then we had watermelon. <laughs> I'm allergic to watermelon. And then we played catch. I broke Mr. Lewis's window. Mrs. Wakeham's window. Mrs. Wakeham's windshield. And then, somehow, my hand. My hand! And then my dad even let me drive his car. The hospital's on the right! It was a rough day. It was a great day. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to Refram Review right here on 88.7 The Choice, your choice for college radio. I'm Ian Napetian, joined alongside Zion Trammell and Seth Dowdle as we move into the final segment of the show. We've had a great show so far. Talked a little bit about TCU football, some NFL, MLB free agency, and then finishing up there with um, some NBA talk with the in-season tournament and some Draymond Green stuff. But now we've got a fun little edition of... Seth's Trivia Corner. Yay! Let's go. Welcome back to the corner. Uh, today, you two will compete against one another for a prize. Yes, there oh. is a prize. Oh, okay. Okay. What am I quizzing you all about? And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you all to put your laptops down. No cheating oh. here. Oh. No cheating at all. all right. Phones on do Phones not disturb. On D&D. Phones recording. Yeah. <laughs> is it still recording? Yeah. I want to make sure. <laughs> so, here is what I am quizzing you all about. NFL starting quarterback colleges. Oh, God. Okay. Maybe not even starting. I might ask you all some backups if they're, like, well-known backups. Okay, okay. Okay. I can, okay. So here I, I is how this. the game is going to work. I'm excited. You're going to take turns, okay? And each time you're going to pick a division of okay. the NFL. NFC okay. North, NFC South, AFC North, whatever. And I'm going to give you a player, and you're going to give me their college. If you get it right. Their quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks. Yeah, you're gonna give. I'm gonna give the quarterback, and you're gonna give their college. If you get it right, you get a point. If you do not get it, the other person has an opportunity to steal, and get that point. Oh God! Bonus. If they went to two colleges or multiple colleges, and you can give me the multiple colleges they went to, you will get an extra half point. Okay. Okay. So that is the game. You will play rock paper scissors right now to see who goes first. On shoot. Yes. Rock Rock, paper scissors scissors, shoot. shoot. Yep, yep, I got it, I won. Ian goes first, so Ian, it is time for Seth's Trivia Corner. Here we go. Uh, Ian, pick a division. Pick a division, okay. Uh, Let's go, let's just go AFC West because I'm familiar. AFC West. I figured you'd do that, okay. Here we go. The first player that I am going to ask you about is... Patrick Mahomes. Texas Tech. Thank gosh. One Thank gosh. point for <sighs> okay. Ian Napetian. Zion, your oh. turn. Oh, I've, oh, so we just switch every yes. time. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, NFC East. NFC East. Years is Daniel Jones. Duke. One to one. Good All job. Right. Congratulations. Cool. Ian, your division. AFC West. AFC West again. Oh, boy. Do I even do a Raider right now, or do I wait? I'm not going to. Justin Herbert. Oregon. Two to one. Congratulations. Thank you. We should stay in the division until we get it wrong. Oh, well, uh, no. no? Okay. I'll stay in the NFC East then. NFC East? Sam Howell. Oh, God. That's actually... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about Sam Howell. Dang it. Um, Ian, be thinking, because if he gets the wrong, I he am can thinking. steal. UNC? North Carolina? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Two to oh. two. Okay, Very let's nice. go. That is correct. Let's Ian, go. Go. Um, let's go AFC East. AFC East. Josh Allen. Josh Allen went to Wyoming. Dang it. 
Yes. Oh, good. I had to find the sound. I couldn't. No, find no, it. you're good. You're good. All, All right. right, three to two, if I'm correct. Yep. All right, Zion. No one has got one wrong, which is this is very good. For what it's worth, I took a qu- a sporkle quiz with this, and I got thirty for thirty. So okay. Okay. Well, I, I want to pick a different division, but I gotta stay on par with Ian. Yeah. NFC East again. Jalen Hurts. Oklahoma and Alabama. That's one and a half points. Congratulations, right. you've taken the lead. It's three and a half to three. Okay. This is going to get con- confusing for me if I have to keep this up Sorry. in my head. Zion will keep tracking. I'll keep tracking our points. Yeah. Um, AFC East. AFC East. Tua. Alabama. Four to three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll challenge myself a little bit. NFC South. Wow. NFC South, huh? Desmond Ritter. Uh, Ole Miss. Oh, okay, I was going to say there's no way he went to Ole Miss. Ah, Desmond Ritter. Son of a gun. Nutcracker, I mean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Both work. <laughs> Desmond Ritter. I don't know, but you, you'll say it, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. So we, we just... Oh, yeah, no, I'm, avoiding I'm, I'm, the I'm, I'm avoiding this. Oh, thank God. Cincinnati uh, for Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter. So who who picked that division? He I did. did. Okay, so Ian, now you pick. Let's go. Oh, God. Wait, we will who, be getting into backup quarterbacks eventually. We will be. Wait, have we gone through three of the three of the AFC East quarterbacks? I believe just two of them. We've done uh, Tua, and that's it. Oh, and Josh Allen. Tua and Josh Allen. Okay, I'm blanking on teams to begin with, but I'll just I'll go AFC North. AFC North. All righty. Can you name where Kenny Pickett went to college? Mm-hmm. It's the one that I didn't want to get, but is it Pitt? Yep, it, it is, is okay. Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's the one that I was like, I I I knew it was a blue and a gold team. I just so uh, I'm at. F- Five to three okay. and a half. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. I, I just need a safe one here, so uh, give me uh, NFC East again. It's Dak. So Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. that was the last one left right. for the starters. So yeah. now if anyone picks NFC East, we will have to go with the backup quarterback. So right. beware. Yeah. All right, uh, AFC North. AFC North again. You are familiar with the teams in the AFC North, I believe. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. Well, he's yeah. not the starter. He has started this year. Do you know where Dorian Thompson Robinson went to college? Hey, man. <laughs> what the heck is this? What is this? Dorian. Okay, say his name again. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Oh, no. All right. Can I go? So he knows it then. No, I don't. But okay. I, just, I just have a school, and I feel like I don't know. Dorian we, we Thompson changed up the music Robinson. Oh, God. I, I mean, I couldn't even remotely give you, like, a region. The, the, United States. That is correct. <laughs> there, There's a school, and I just... So, can I go? So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, now go. it's your time to steal it. I, I don't know why this is coming. UCLA? That oh, is wow. correct. Okay. UCLA. All right. Is where Dorian Thompson I, the, I don't know why. I just feel like I remember I saw that somewhere. So, what is it? I have five. You have four and a half? Yeah, five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, five, five and a half. Five and a half. So, yeah. Zion, now your turn to pick time to pick a division. NFC West. NFC West. That's a good one. That's a good division. We haven't gone there yet. We have not ventured into these parts. And will we ever venture there again? No one will ever know. Kyler Murray. Uh, Oklahoma. Can you give me the other school? 
Um, Oklahoma. He, uh, U.S. No, no. If you get this wrong, Ian has the opportunity to steal the secondary part of this. Okay, I'm just. Uh, is it USC? I don't no, know. No, it's not. Yeah. Ian, can you Caleb steal Williams. half a point? See, that's the thing. I don't know the second school off the top of my head. Um. Yeah, no, I don't know. Texas A&M would be the correct answer there for Kyle. I'm going to never guess yeah. that. He transferred to Oklahoma. Okay. All righty. Ian? AFC North. AFC North once again. He's gone with the Steelers bucket. He's gone to the Browns. Now he's going to go for Lamar Jackson. Louisville. That is correct. All right. Won the Heisman there. Yep. AFC South. Ooh. We have not ventured into these yeah, waters we're, yet, we're, get, we? we're getting different here. Gardner Minshew. Oh. Gardner Minshew, the quarterback of the Colts, went to Michigan State. No, he went to Washington State. What? You didn't even... I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my bad. I've been to the rules. I was just so angry that you got that wrong. I apologize. Ian, he did go to two schools, so if you can give me the second one, (laughs) then you can get the full points. Oh, I have no clue. Okay. Would you have no Washington State? Michigan. No. No. I don't, I don't, okay. What is it? It was Florida, I think. Oh, okay. Now, okay, wait, what's the score? I'm at six. Yes. I'm at, at five, five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Six to five and a half. So I'm trying to play this smart. Well, yes, yeah, yes, you have to. Because you're not, so you're going with the current starters. Well. Or what? Yes, I'm going with players that have started a game. Okay. Or have played in a game. Not even started, played in a game. Okay. Okay. Because there's only one team in the AFC North left. I know where their main quarterback went to. But I... Oh, yeah, okay. But I don't know if he's going to choose that quarterback. See, that's my problem. Maybe I should even have said that. I don't even... I'm trying to find the team on the list. AFC North. Oh, yes. Ha-ha. Ha-ha-ha. Yes, I could could pick that guy, couldn't I? (laughs) Oh, I'm a little little evil. I could pick that guy if I wanted to. But I might pick the other guy. So, is that your pick? Is it AFC North? Oh, yeah, yeah, AFC North. Okay, North. so Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow. Okay. Ohio State and LSU. That's my one and a half. Good job. Attaboy. Attaboy. So, it is seven, seven and, a, and half a half to five and a half. Zion, mm. you're going to have to, you know, pick off some multiple school guys here. Yeah. Oh. Um, I got to think here oh. for a second. Okay. Yep. Um. Sorry. I'm... No, you're good. Um. And there are there are you know plentiful opportunities for that well, with the, with the, with, the, with some people we got left. Yeah, I'm just trying to think here. Uh, let, let's just let's go back to the uh, um, NFC West. Okay, NFC West. So last time we went, uh, I don't remember where we went last. It doesn't matter. Okay, we're gonna go with Geno Smith. West Virginia. That is correct. That is We've correct. talked about this yeah. on the show once. Yeah. Yeah. We have. So, gets within a point. This Kahoot music is, by the way, like eight minutes long. So, we, yeah. will, we will go until this ends. There you go. All right. AFC West. AFC West again. Oh, my goodness. He wants me to say a Raiders quarterback so bad. So, I will. Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> Jimmy Garoppolo is hardly a Raider quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's I, I will throw in a hint because this one's a little difficult. This is the same school that Tony Romo went to. Bro, I don't know. I'll give up. Eastern Illinois. Would he have known that if you said Tony I Romo? I have no idea. I have no idea. Would you have known that? He wouldn't. <laughs> yep, take off that point. Nope, that doesn't count. Alrighty, that does not count. Uh, yeah. No one gets the point, but we now are so smarter kind of, beings. Yeah. Because we know that he went to Eastern Illinois. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. Zion, you do get to pick this one, though. Okay. Uh, we'll go back to the... Let's go NFC North. Now... I don't think we've gone there yet. NFC North. This will be the last round that we do where I pick a starter. Okay. We are going to go backups the rest of the way, regardless of if they've started... they played in a game or not. So, sure. NFC North. Jared Goff. Uh, Cal. That is correct. So, the score should be tied at 7.5, if my math is correct. Uh, I believe so. I yes. lost track. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. he was at six, yeah, he was at six and a half. Yeah. So seven and a half going into the final round. Four round. No, we're, we need to do an, an even number. Five rounds each of backup quarterbacks. Okay. Are All we right. ready? Ian, you're yeah. first. God, I'm, I'm trying to even think of backup quarterbacks that I might even know. Uh, I feel like I can't even yeah, know, to be honest. Maybe you should like just think of one and then just ask us okay i will do that to yeah. each of y'all yeah, yeah okay we're not fine. even gonna so we don't skew yeah, uh, yeah yeah okay it's just hard for me to think of like the, the like the division then like yeah. what team is even yeah here we go ian your first man is trey lance trey lance went to uh um south dakota Zion, dakota yeah. your turn to steal uh, North Dakota State. That is correct. That is correct. North Dakota oh, State. Bing. Bong. Zion, this is yours. Easton Stick. <laughs> Easton Stick. The guy I just learned about like two days ago went to uh, Illinois. That is incorrect. <laughs> Ian? Easton, can stick. God, I feel like Easton Stick had like green in his jersey for some reason. Like, I, God, I have no, uh, Easton Stick. What? This is second year playing. Perhaps. Perhaps. God. North no. Dakota State would be the correct oh. answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! For Easton All right, that's okay. Stick. That's okay. Ian, your turn. So wait, are we at zero zero? Oh, I got a I got a point. Oh yeah, stealing yeah. Trey Lance. That's right. Ian, your quarterback is Carson Wentz. Oh my god, dude. Carson Wentz. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a tough one. It is a tough one. It is a tough one. I might be being a little jokester. Carson Wentz, I don't, I don't think I know. I don't know where he went. Zion, do you know where Carson Wentz went? Yeah, North Dakota State. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> it is North Dakota I'm gonna State. Say, I'm not going to say North Dakota State. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Zion, you are up 2 nothing in the second round here. Uh, you can clinch the second round, but we're not doing it like that. But yeah. you can. Here you go. Your turn now. Your quarterback is Brian Hoyer. Oh my God. Brian Hoyer. Um, uh, 
Okay. Uh, Ohio State? No. Okay. Oh, dude. I, I'm... He You're very familiar with this man. Yeah, no, he he actually went to like a legitimate school, if I'm not mistaken. That, that yeah, that is correct. Like, he like went a to legitimate, a legitimate school. Yeah, like like a legitimate. They like, had classes. <laughs> had a field. I'm just, like a big school. I, I don't know why. That's why I picked Ohio State. Yeah, I thought, like no, because be... I think he, like. <sighs> Uh, I, sorry, I know I'm being really bad for this segment for for being excited. Um, Alabama. The correct answer would be Michigan State. Oh, oh, so okay. Your Big Ten, you know, lean there. Yeah, yeah, Zion yeah. was correct. Yeah. Zion, you're up two zip. Okay. Here in this second round, uh, your quarterback. No, it's is, me. It's, it's me Ian's now. Turn. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ian. Ian, sorry, my bad. Sorry. No, you're good. Your quarterback is Jarrett Stidham. That dude exists. I forgot. Like that. That's a dude. former Raider quarterback as well. I'm feeding you the Raider quarterbacks. Yeah, but these guys suck. <laughs> he did not suck at the school he went to. In fact, Colin no. Cowherd described this man at this school as having a it factor and being someone who could play in the league for years. Stop shaking. Oh yeah, I was yeah. gonna say stop shaking your head. No, uh, Boise State. Auburn would be the correct okay. answer for Jared right. Stidham. Really? Yes. All right, All right, final two little rounds here. Zion, okay. are you ready? I'm ready. You're up to zip. Yep. And your quarterback that you're going to need to tell me where he went to school is Sam Darnold. USC. Congratulations. Let's go. Ian, are you ready for yours? Yep. I feel bad for giving you some hard ones. No, you're good. So I'll give you a little easier oh, one. Oh God, here. yeah, but this is gonna blow <laughs> yeah, my face because like, yeah. I, I I barely know college football. That's my thing. Well, I'd hope you know where this guy went. I really hope. You, I, I hope I do too. I really hope you would. Oh, God. oh gosh, I hope you do. Oh, shit. Stetson Bennett. Oh, oh. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Uh, Congratulations, that's a good one. Zion, are you ready for yours? I'm ready, yes. Is this my last one? This is your last one ever, okay. and so you'll never have to do this ever again and ever be in this corner in this room ever again, in Seth's trivia corner. Oh. <laughs> this corner. I thought you were kicking me off the show here. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Uh, UNC. Yeah, congratulations, Zion. You were very good at this game. Snap, snap, snaps. Ian, your final one. And this is just for a good old old time's sake. Where did Andy Dalton go to school? Man, no, TCU. That TCU. is correct. The Horn Frog. Yep. So, Zion, you won that round four to two. two. Yeah. And you tied in the first round seven and a half to seven and a half. So that means that Zion, you are the winner of the special pair of scissors right here in my hand oh, yeah, in the control room. I forgot there's a prize. You Let's go. get the scissors and yes. you get to take them home with you. I forgot about the prize. Yeah, yeah. there was some incentive. There, there was, was some incentive. There was. And that concludes Seth's Trivia Corner. Thank you so much, Juma. Thank you, Seth. Thank that you, was Seth. fun. That was a Great lot job, of fun. Seth. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Hope we learned something new today. We did. That's we did. the goal of this. If in doubt, uh, trust North North Dakota State. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, there's North three Dakota quarterbacks State. in the league that went to North Dakota State. Uh, do with that information what what you will. Yeah. It's a. What was that? <laughs> I was thinking of Carson Wentz and like the Eagles. Oh, so I, was, I was like, are they the Eagles? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's funny. 
No, that, that was a fun game. That was a fun game, uh, Seth. That was, that, was, that was pretty good. What time is it? Wow, it's 8 o'clock exactly. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. We got to get out of here. We're not supposed to be on the air, folks. <laughs> but anyways, for everyone listening, driving home at home, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Riff Ram Review. This was episode 15. Um, this is our last episode of the semester, but we've, we will have some content uh, to a certain degree over our nice month-long winter break. So looking forward to that. Um, for Ian P. For, sorry, for Zion Chamel and Seth Dowdle, my name's Ian Apetian. Be sure to tune in to Riff Ram Review on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, and Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. But until next time, we will see you later.